Who are the experts when it comes to talking with children about illness and treatment, children's pain, when children die, and coping with grief? You are listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special Clinician's Roundtable program on children's health. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Stacy Orloff. Dr. Orloff is the Vice President of Palliative Care and Community Programs at the Hospice of the Florida Sun Coast in Clearwater, Florida, and co-chair of the Children's Project on Palliative Hospice Services, CHIPS, a program of the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Dr. Orloff, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. Tell us about CHIPS. Well, CHIPS is an interdisciplinary organization through the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, as you said. We began originally in 1998. At that point in time, we attempted to have an international focus and met with a group of individuals who represented pediatric hospice and palliative care throughout the United States, Canada, and we had representation from Poland and Australia. Since that time, we have limited our efforts more to North America, so we maintain a strong emphasis on the United States and Canada. How did you become involved with CHIPS? I was invited to the initial conclave that was held in Dallas, Texas in 1998 and have been involved in a leadership capacity since that time. What led to your passion for palliative and hospice care? I think my passion began probably in the early 1980s when I was working on a master's degree and did some research on pediatric oncology and maintained that interest until I had the fortunate opportunity to find my way to hospice services in 1990 and just feel very strongly about the desire to help support and advocate for families during this most difficult time in their life. What are the critical issues facing the field of pediatric care? Well, I think that there are many. There's a lot of fragmentation of care. We've not done a very good job as a field in collaborating with our hospital partners and the hospital partners back with their community partners. So there is a lack of continuity of care oftentimes as the child goes from the hospital to home and and back again. We also need to really focus on increasing access to hospice and palliative care for children. Many of the children who live in our rural communities across our country don't have access to care because a care provider may be hundreds of miles away from them or the hospice program in their area is so small that it's not able to provide staff who have knowledge and expertise in pediatric palliative care. So that influences, too, some of the quality of care issues that we struggle with. And also, in general, pediatric research has not done a good enough job in really studying some evidence-based work in what really makes a difference for children during this period of time, as well as, I think, investigating what my physician and nursing friends teach me. Pharmaceutical efforts really lag behind in in studying for children. Describe the different types of pediatric, palliative, and hospice care programs that exist. Well, there are quite a few. There are some very extensive 
pediatric programs across the country that offer a full range of care services across the continuum. There are palliative care programs beginning really at the time of diagnosis for a child and providing care for the family through the bereavement process. Some hospices have also developed some unique programs that can best be described as perinatal hospice programs, whereas they're providing care to families who will be impacted by a pregnancy loss, whether that occurs in utero or deliver a stillbirth or a child that is born that has only the ability to survive after birth for perhaps minutes or hours. And that's probably the most unique and exciting area of growth in pediatric palliative care. And I think finally, too, there are some states across the country, and our state is one that has worked very closely with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid through Children's Hospice International and NHPCO to develop some demonstration programs for pediatric palliative care that have been funded through state Medicaid dollars, and those are occurring right now. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a special children's health program on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Stacy Orloff discussing the Children's Project on Palliative Hospice Services. Dr. Orloff, do most hospices accept pediatric patients? Yes, I think that most hospices would say that they accept pediatric patients. Along with that, though, many of them would say that they continue to work to develop a more in-depth and extensive pediatric program so that they have uh, staff who have a lot of training and expertise in providing care to children and their families. If any of the listeners are interested in learning more about which particular hospice program in their area may have such expertise, they can access that information through the NHPCO website, which would be www.nhpco.org. Is there special certification for pediatric palliative and hospice care staff? No, not beyond what their own discipline certification might be, although we certainly do work closely with pediatric hospice and palliative care programs throughout the country, and we have worked through CHIPS to develop standards that we think programs must meet to be an effective provider of of pediatric hospice and palliative care. What strategies has CHIPS developed? Well, there are a lot of different strategies that we're currently involved in. It's a, a very exciting time to be part of this leadership group. We are working very closely with NHPCO to mirror our strategic efforts uh, and align them with those of the larger NHPCO organization. We have an active leadership council that is serving to function as oversight for four work groups and possibly a fifth work group to really make some change nationally across the country. We support education for professionals and caregivers We strongly support different curricula, and we're working with some other national groups to develop a national curriculum that would be accessible through the web for all pediatric providers 
interested in gaining more expertise in pediatric hospice and palliative care. We support national conferences, outreach efforts, advocacy, and networking. How is CHIPS funded? CHIPS is fully funded and supported through the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, and all of our members who serve in a work group capacity or on our leadership council volunteer their efforts. What are the future goals of CHIPS? Future goals have to do with continuing to expand our work groups, which focus on education and quality research and communication. We are always looking for folks to join our efforts. So we would be very interested in anybody who is interested to learn more about us to do so. How can listeners learn more? Best way to contact us would be either through our website, which is part of the NHPCO website, and folks can access us directly through www.nhpco.org backslash pediatrics, which will take them directly to our CHIPS website. And there is a lot of information about CHIPS and our available resources there. They may also call on a toll-free number, which is 800-658-8898. What are the latest research efforts in pediatric palliative care? Well, I think there's a, a lot of research that is occurring some of which is discipline-specific. We're currently involved right now with a research project on studying fathers' bereavement because a lot of the bereavement studying that has occurred, a lot of the research, has focused primarily on mothers' response to grief. So we conducted a pilot study several years back in the San Francisco area, and we're now involved in a large NIH grant at a formal site location throughout the country, studying fathers and interviewing fathers. There's been some research on spirituality that we have offered through NHPCO, and we're actively supporting the larger NHPCO research committee and encouraging that all research that NHPCO is involved with has a pediatric component. We've also recently provided some input to NIH that has asked for feedback and suggestions from the larger professional community to help it guide it in its research focus for the coming year. Are there preliminary findings on the research regarding father's bereavement? We do have some findings that we published from our pilot study. We're very early on in this grant funding. We're actually just completing our first year of a four-year grant and have just started interviewing fathers for probably the last half of this first year. So it's a, a little premature, but I'd certainly love in the future to chat with you about those research findings. We anticipate that they'll be very significant and affect practice, again, since there has not been much research on on father's grief. What would you say is the latest, greatest research that has been completed in the area of child palliative care? The latest and greatest has primarily to do with communication efforts in how to communicate effectively with families regarding a child's prognosis and the care plan has really helped to guide practice, I think. And I think part of the reason why this is so significant is that it encompasses 
all the disciplines involved in pediatric hospice and palliative care. So it's not just looking at physicians or nurses or social workers or chaplains, but the entire interdisciplinary team. What is the best way to start and have these conversations? Well, I think being willing to be open and honest to really get to know the family that you're talking with, have a nice, quiet, private setting where you're not going to be interrupted by other people coming to talk, turning off pagers to vibrate, not looking at your watch, giving families the time and attention that they need to ask questions, and answering the questions that they have is very important. Dr. Orloff, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.